All right. How's everyone this morning? Good. Oh, we got a full house here this morning. All right. Good to see you guys all here. We're going to have, um, what we're going to do is, if you come in a little bit later, we're going to have a bit of a word. I'm going to preach for about three hours, and then we're going to have, no, just kidding, just kidding. I know some of you are going to walk out, so. <laughs> no, no, we're going to preach for about 15 minutes, and then uh, 15, 20 minutes, and then we're going to have about 12 water baptisms this morning. We have two from One Life, and then we have about 10 from Streets Alive. Isn't that cool? We're so excited to, in a few moments, we're going to do that. And the water's getting colder as we're talking, so, no, actually, it's warm today. We had complaints last time, it was too cold, so it's like, where's your faith? <laughs> Anyways, so it's good, good to have some fun, right? Um, water baptism service, I just want to chat a little bit about water baptism and, and just a journey that water baptism is actually part of the journey of our faith, our faith journey with God. And we find that in the Scriptures, um, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? And that's what we're going to be doing here today. One of the things I just want to mention is that, and, it, and it, again, it's part of your journey, it's part of every Christian. If you've not done that, I really want to encourage you to do that. And especially if it's emerging, some of you might have been baptized as a little baby, well, that's good. I, that's more, when you look at scripturally speaking, it's more about that, and that's more you were dedicated to the Lord, because it's not your decision. And as long as it's not your decision, it's not your decision. It was, the decision was made by mom and dad. But in life, when we get a little older, we have to make decisions on our own on behalf of my life unto the Lord, right? And once you've made that, and if you've not been water baptized, I want to encourage you to go through the waters of baptism. I know today we have a number of people that, uh, that, that's, a, that that's what happened to them. And, uh, and some of them haven't been baptized in the Lord Jesus Christ. And other means, yes. And so it's important that we do things as unto the Lord. Because our faith is not in a church. Our faith is not in a person, but except for in Jesus Christ. Right? He's the one that made it welcome. And so... And so this morning, as, you, as we sang the songs that Jody and Josh chose for this morning, it, pre, it pretty well painted a message or ministered a sermon to us that our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. That it's because of His resurrection, because of His death and His resurrection, that He put His, his sins, up, our, sins upon his, uh, our sins upon His life, but He defeated death and hell. So that in Him, when we live in Him, we too can be victorious in life. And that's basically the message that I sense in my heart this morning. We'll talk, chat a little bit about. I just want to mention this. Baptism does not save you. Let's say that all together. Baptism does not save you, but it gives you a clear conscience according to Scripture. Look at Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 8 and 9. Paul says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And that not of yourself, of new, not of whose self? Yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, like baptism or other rites, lest anyone should boast. You see, the cool thing about my salvation is that I can't boast I did too much. In fact, I can't do anything about my salvation except for open my heart to Jesus Christ and say, please come into my life. That's it. 
But then the Bible tells us that we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. It doesn't mean that I need to work my way to heaven. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that the salvation that I now receive, I begin to live my life for the Lord Jesus Christ. And He's going to help me. He's going to help me do that. Romans chapter 10, verse 10 through 13, a New Living Translation portion of it. It says, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. See, it's not by what I do. It's just I receive him by believing in my heart that I was made right with God. And it's by confessing with my mouth that I am chaved. For everyone, say everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, talking about Jesus Christ because the subject matter is Jesus Christ in the context, will be saved. You see, I went to, I went to church all my life. I went to church as a little baby. I just, I thought, that was the way to go. The way to heaven is to start, keep going to church, keep going to church, keep going to church. And I found out when I was about 19 years old, that was not the case. Now, going to church is good because it helps you to grow in the Lord. If you go to a church, it helps you grow in the Lord. But it doesn't get you to heaven. That's a sad thing. That's a misunderstanding. It's not a truth, as we just read in the Scriptures. It's only through Jesus Christ that we are saved. And so, even though today we are being water baptized, it's part of your journey because we'll, in a few moments we'll, we'll see it, it does something in our hearts and lives just like it happened, just like what happened in Jesus' day, into Jesus' life itself, but it doesn't save you. Water baptism does not save you. Just so we're all clear on that. The Bible is very clear on that. But what, is, what does it do? Let's go to the next one. First Peter, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. I missed the one on there. 1 Peter 3, 21, Amplified Version. And baptism, which is a figure of their deliverance. What does it deliver them of? Their past. It's a figure of it in the context of Moses taking the nation of Israel from Egypt to the promised land. It does now also save you from what? From inward questioning and fears. So baptism does something for you. Not by the removing of outward bodily filth. In other words, if you want to take a shower, that's, this is not the place to do it. That's the thing that we're talking about. But by providing you with the answer of a good and clear conscience, an inward cleanness and peace. In other words, in your heart, in your soul, in your mind. So that you say, hey, I went through the waters of baptism and something happened in my heart. Something happened inside of me. There is a peace, there's a cleanness because of what Jesus has done for me. And that before God. Because you are demonstrating what you believe to be yours through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Your heart and mind are put at ease. There's a peace that settles in your heart, a knowing regarding your salvation and the disconnect from your past. You get that? The disconnect. Paul says the disconnect from the past. Egypt representing the world's ways or your past ways. And what you're doing by going into the, into the water baptism tank, I am identifying myself with Jesus Christ, as we'll see in the next slide. We are identifying ourselves with Jesus Christ, and as we go under, just like Jesus went to the grave, I come back up again so that I come in newness of life. It's, a, it's an illustration of what happened to Jesus for, on our behalf. Isn't this cool? And that's why the second point, we're baptized into Jesus Christ. Again, not into a church or into a denomination. 
We're not. Bible, Romans chapter 6, 3 and 4 says, Do you not know as many of you as you were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? As we'll illustrate in a few moments here as you go under, as I already said. Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into, into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead to by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. So when we come out of the waters of baptism, it's, it's really telling us, I'm making a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ from this day on. I'm going to walk for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to walk. Just like Jesus was raised from the dead. He was a different man. Because he was committed to honoring his Father's will. And God gave him the power to be able to live that life out. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, it says, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jesus Christ, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. So like I said, we're baptized into Jesus Christ. We're baptized um, into this, what we call the ecclesia. Jennifer used the word ecclesia. The word ecclesia is really the Greek word for the word church. Church is a man-made word, by the way. It was never meant to be a church in the sense, sense of, of uh, just a building or whatever. It's much more than that. We, we, we come together in a building. But the word ecclesia literally means a gathering together of believers that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I know if you ever noticed that when you go to another church or when you go to those that really believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and when you go around the world or I know my wife and I had the opportunity to, meet, to travel to a couple of places. We've been to Thailand, to India. No matter where we go, even to other places where we've been in churches, it is like you get into the building, it's like you sense the same spirit. It's the Spirit of God. See, that's why we're baptized. Whether you're in India, whether you're in the United States, whether you're in Thailand, whether you're in South America, in Africa, in Canada, no matter where you are, when you are baptized in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's the same Spirit. Now look at this. There's no difference there between, between any, because we're, any, any of us because we're baptized into one body, into Jesus Christ, into the ecclesia, into his church, so to say, if we can use that word because that's the English word that we're using, into his church, not a particular name or denomination, into the ecclesia. Whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and how they've all been made to drink into that one spirit. What spirit is that? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit affirms in our hearts that we are believers. And so when we are being water baptized, we are water bapt being water baptized into the Lord Jesus Christ, into his body. Not into a denomination. You may be part of a denomination. You may be part of it or to a church. But it's, it's above that. It's, we're baptized into Jesus Christ, who's the head of the church. He is the head of the church. In uh, Acts chapter 4 verse 12 it says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Do you notice this morning in worship? When we began to worship the name of Jesus, when we began to honor him, do you notice something shifted in the house? There, there was a breakthrough. There was something that we pushed through because we were honoring Jesus. And church, brothers and sisters, if you, 
that when you're worshiping God, when you begin to focus on Jesus and begin to focus on what He's done for you, watch the breakthroughs begin to happen in your life. Because He's the one that purchased your soul. He's the one that sets you free. He's the one that gives you those breakthroughs. There's a, there was a word that came this morning, and, and I'm to, sh- to share this. Sometimes people during the worship service will have a word, and, um, and th- this word came forth, and, and um, so I'm just going to share it with, with you. That as this word come forth, it, it, it is said, and it goes alongside with this point over here, there is no second or third or basement mindset of w- with God where you fit. Now, there was a house where I, I, I'm in the basement. I, I don't think of that high of myself. Or others may think, well, I'm in the basement. I wonder where Pastor Wayne is at. I wonder where Rose is at. I wonder where the worship leader is at. They must be really high someplace. Sometimes we have that mindset, do we not? But in the Scripture, it tells us that is not so. We're all on the main floor. We're on the same floor. No matter who you are in the house over here, if you're a born-again believer here today, you're part of my family. I don't bring you down to the basement. I don't send you up to the first floor. I'm sorry, I can't, I, I can't have coffee with you today. I can't have a meal with you. You better go up to your bedroom or you better go into the basement because you just not fit in my circle. The world, that's the world's system. That is not God's system. It's not God's system. Jesus said this. I mean, Paul said this. He said there's not a, there's not a Greek, Jew nor Greek, whether slave or free. See, in that culture, they had a lot of slaves. Do you know who were mostly the believers? The slaves were the believers. Do you know who ran the churches back then mostly? The slaves. And so when, when Christians would come, when, when, when rich people would come, they would, really punt, they would really try to cater to them, put them in the front rows and so on and so forth. Again, not their own front rows, but it is like they were trying to cater to them, say, you know, and bow to them. And, and, and as we read a little bit later on in the Scriptures, if you read your Bible, in, especially in John, he says, knock it off, please. Because we're neither free nor slave in God, Jew nor Greek. We're all one in Jesus Christ. Just look around the room. Look at the people around you. And if you're a born-again believer, you are a brother and a sister. And we're to treat one another like brothers and sisters. Now, we don't go back to childhoods where we had those childhood fights, all right? (laughs) But we're to treat one another with respect. We're to treat one another like Jesus treats us. With love and kindness. You see, Jesus' heart is for us. And because of that, he wants us to grow into his disciples that will do his will. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. Baptism, as I already mentioned, is part of the journey of becoming one of his disciples or being one of his disciples. You're publicly saying, I commit myself to follow Jesus fully. That's what you're doing. It's like Laney put on that, uh, who, who made that little, um, uh, the little video clip here for us today. It's like putting a ring on your finger. When I put this ring on my finger, or when Rose put it, my wife Rose, at front row over here, when, you know, over 40 years ago, when I put this ring on my finger, it was there to stay. But what was it was? This ring is a sign of my commitment to my wife. And baptism in that same way is a sign of commitment that you're going to follow Jesus. You're not going to slough off on him. 
Are you going to fully commit yourself to Him? It's a commitment to follow Jesus. But I've noticed that uh, even in marriage, that's just the beginning of the journey. You may, have a, you may have an awesome time. Today is an awesome service. We get to celebrate you. We celebrate with you and so on and so forth. But I've noticed even in marriage or any kind of relationship, those relationships are going to get tested. Have you ever noticed that? Your walk of faith will be tested. Even when you come out of the waters of baptism today, you're all excited. You have your friends over here, your family over here, and you're, you're excited about that. I can guarantee you tomorrow, somewhere down the road, closer down the road, it will be tested. Your, your, your commitment will be tested. It will be tested. I've heard some people think this way, that after they get water baptized in the church, that they'll never have any struggles in life again. And they will automatically have a love for God all the time. Or some might think that baptism will keep the temptations of Satan off your back. By the laughter, I can say that you know better than that. But I've had people tell me that. I want to get water baptized so that I'm going to be perfect for Jesus. Well, I've got news for you. <laughs> it's quite the opposite. There will be battle for your walk with the Lord. You will be tested in your commitment to following Jesus. Therefore, your determined commitment to daily feed on the Word of God, to attend church, to pray daily, and to ask God to help you in, life, in, in your life helps you overcome life's obstacles so that you will grow into mature believers who are able to resist the enemy in their faith. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 9 says this. Resist him by how? By being steadfast in your faith. Resist the enemy. Resist the temptations by being steadfast in your faith. It, I, I would love to say that I've never been tempted or tested or I've never failed, but I can't do that. I'd be lying. Just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I don't, I don't face the same temptation testings that you do. I do. But I found as I continue to grow in the Lord, I can, I'm, I'm becoming more and more an overcomer. Why? Because the strength of God in me. You see, the water baptism, like I said, it's a, it's a place of commitment. Once you come out, you will be tested on that commitment. But thirdly, if you'll just continue to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? You're going to walk in the overcoming power of God. You may miss it once in a while, but you stand back up again, and you begin to say, God, I can do this. I can do this. See, a learn, disciple learns to resist Satan and, and the world as they continue to grow daily in their faith, in Jesus Christ and His Word. Isn't that cool? And fourthly, Jesus wants to let you know that you can live for Him on the earth with courage. Look at what, look at what happened to Jesus. And we're going to finish up here. Mark chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. You see, Jesus lived His life just like we, we live our life. And He said it could be done. So as Jesus was coming to John the Baptist, who was baptizing a lot of people, but it says all Jerusalem, all Judea came out to the Jordan River to get water baptized. So it's not just a couple of people, a lot. Jesus ended up coming. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately, coming, upon, uh, coming up from the waters, he saw heaven parting or heaven open and the Holy Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Isn't that a cool picture? Jesus experienced an open heaven over him when he was being water baptized. And I believe that today, as you go into waters of baptism, because you're being obedient to the Word of God, and it's a, it's a journey that you're on, 
I believe just like there was an open heaven over Jesus, there's an open heaven over you this morning. Isn't that cool? You believe that with them. So if you're going in the waters of baptism, God's, God's watching over you. Secondly, Holy Spirit came with fresh empowerment. The dove landed upon Jesus, talking about the Holy Spirit, affirming Jesus, uh, or empowering Jesus with the empowerment that he could live his life. And remember, Jesus, shortly thereafterwards, Jesus was actually sent by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tested and tried. So if Jesus is going to get tested and tried, we'll be tested and tried. But as you come out, we're believing for an empowerment of God in your life so that, you're able to re- so that you're able to resist the enemy just like Jesus did and walk in victory. And thirdly, his Father in heaven spoke a powerful blessing in his life. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm, uh, in whom I'm well pleased. I'm proud of him. Words of affirmation. If you, when you go into the water baptism, on the water here today, and as you come out, you know what God's saying? He's affirming you as a son and a daughter. He said, I'm so excited that you're with me, that you're doing this, um, that you're doing this. I'm your daddy, and I will be with you. I will help you. All of heaven was backing up Jesus and giving him courage. And in the same way, heaven is backing you up today. Jesus is blessing you today. Holy Spirit's empowering you, refreshing and anew. And your Father in heaven is affirming you today, saying, Son, daughter, I've called you for such a time as today, and you can live your life for me on this earth with courage. Amen? Let's just bow our heads for a minute, and then we're going to get people to come up and to get water baptized. Father, I thank you this morning. For these powerful scriptures, Lord God, for these powerful thoughts that you, that you put in your word, God, so that we can be assured, Lord God, that as we go through the waters of baptism and as we come out and as we begin to continue on with, you, with our journey of life, I thank you, God, that this is a sacred place. This is an awesome place, Lord God. And that, Lord God, that as we bought it, as these, as these individuals are going to get water baptized, Father, I thank you this is a place of empowerment, of affirmation, of open heaven, of blessing, Lord God so that they're able to move on in life itself, Lord God, like putting a wedding ring on the finger and being committed to you, Lord God. Father, we pray for that empowerment today so that each candidate, Father God, will be able to continue to live powerfully on your behalf, Lord God, powerfully for you, Lord God. And Father, even though they miss it from time to time, as I have missed it from time to time. God, I thank you because of my commitment to you, Lord God, and because of your mercy and your grace and your, power, your forgiveness. Lord, I'm able to stand back up again and say, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. So, Father, we just ask for a blessing upon each candidate today in Jesus' name. In Jesus. Maybe you're in the house. Maybe just keep your eyes closed for a minute. Maybe you're in the house today and you, you say, you know, I've never accepted Jesus Christ in my heart. I've never really invited him to make him to be him to become my Lord and Savior. You see, he died on the cross and took your sins, your shame, your guilt, and all that stuff. Said, I don't need to carry it. I was there at one point in time. I remember my best friend asking me, he was a born-again believer, and he says, Wayne, are you going to go to heaven? Have you accepted Jesus in your heart? I said, Yes, I go to church. And instantly I knew I was wrong. Instantly. Holy Spirit just, I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit, but I knew in my heart that was a wrong answer. And that night I knelt before my bed and gave my heart to the Lord. And my life's never been better. Never been, to change, been the same in sin of serving God. It's been hard at times, but God helped us through. 
And maybe you're here today and you say, I just want to give my heart to the Lord. I know I need him in my life. So I want us together just to pray this quick prayer here. We're going to do it together. And this is your first time. I want you to give your heart to the Lord. We've got some information that we'd love to give you after the service. Joan and Gary are going to be in the, in the Connect Hub there, in the Coffee Hub there. And they'll give you a little bit of material to help you, a Bible and some material that will help you to grow in the Lord. Can we just say this together? Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you that you took my shame, my guilt, my shortcomings, my sins, and you nailed them to the cross. So, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I give you all the junk of my life. For, Lord Jesus, I need some help. So I invite you to come and live in my heart. I receive you now as my personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen.